The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Well, have you heard the rumors that Donald Trump is going to be reinstated to the presidency on August 13th? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the line of fire, 866-34-TRUTH. I want to make plain my goal today is not to bash, not to insult, not to embarrass. My goal is to talk rationally, clearly, to help us to understand where we are, what's coming, and to help us move forward. Welcome to the broadcast. Okay, if you still are convinced, believe deeply that the election was stolen, that there was fraud, you believe the evidence points in that direction, you're expecting Mike Lindell's cybersecurity exhibit these these next three days to reveal the truth of that. If you feel that way, give me a call, 866-34-TRUTH. Tell me why you feel the election was stolen. If you feel it's utterly crazy to hold that position, it's irrational. The election's certified, the courts have looked at things, we've moved on, enough is enough. If that's your view, Give me a call and tell me why you feel that way. And I know this may be a hard call for you to make. You might be thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't want to be ridiculed publicly, or I don't want Brown to mock me or something. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm not going to mock you. But if you genuinely believe that Donald Trump is going to be restored to the presidency, I don't mean by a new election in 2024. But I mean, during this current Biden administration, if you believe that Trump is going to be restored, that's still your belief. And I know there are many thousands of you out there because I see you interacting on social media and I hear from some of you quite directly rebuking me for my lack of faith. If you feel that way, I want you to call and tell us why. All right. And listen, even if I if I think your views are ridiculous, I'll just tell you plainly, I I think that's ridiculous, but I, I am not going to mock you or set you up for public ridicule. I want to give you the opportunity to explain yourself to others and to explain yourself to me. Fair enough? Fair enough? All right. So Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow, who of course has become known across the country for his passionate belief that the election was stolen and not just from Trump, but, but other senators and things lost elections on account of of cyber fraud. Uh, he, he is absolutely convinced and is putting on a three-day event, and he's even given an, an offer to anyone who can prove him wrong. I'll tell you about that in a moment. So he's on an, an interview with Brandon House. Just listen to this 30-second clip. Uh, this is from a few weeks back, so you can know how, how sure Mike Lindell feels about these things. By the time August 3rd, the morning of August 13th, it'll be the talk of the world going, hurry up. Let's get this election pulled down. Let's right the right. Let's get these communists out, of, you know, that had taken over. That the, And you'll see, when I say that, you know, and they'll say, well, what's going to happen to all the people that were involved? I don't know. Right now, the biggest concern is getting this election pulled down. Donald Trump won. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Okay, and there were many down-ticket senators, too, that they did, too, and stuff. You'll find all that out. All right, so Mike is someone who had a 
dramatic conversion experience after years of being a drug addict. He became well-known for his testimony and his standing for Christian causes, and then became even better known for his deep solidarity with Trump and his deep conviction that the elections were stolen. Again, I don't play these things to mock a brother. I don't play these things to insult. Okay, just want to make that totally clear. And here's, here's, here's my own conviction. I have no idea to this moment if the elections were stolen or not. I have no idea if there was fraud or not. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why I have no idea, why I cannot say either way in a moment. But I can say with certainty that Donald Trump is not sitting as president in God's sight, that he is not sitting on some heavenly throne, as some have alleged, that, that he is not a double president right now and the legitimate one, and he's not about to be restored to the presidency. I, I'm 100% sure about that. Now, you can differ with me. You can tell me why you think I'm wrong. You can be 100% sure I'm wrong. That's fine. Give me a call. Tell me why. But just so you know how convinced Mike Lindell is, I mean, he's, he's put his whole reputation on the line, fearlessly, right? You might say foolishly or fearlessly. But either way, he's put his whole reputation on the line. And obviously with that, a lot of his business, he's been banned from advertising in different places because of this. And, and he even took, uh, uh, on a case with Dominion Motor Systems, saying, go ahead and sue me. I'm alleging that you're guilty of fraud or that you're allowed for fraud to take place. And go ahead and sue me. And I want, I want everything to come out in court. So he seems utterly convinced that he has the evidence. And he's even given this offer. Look at this headline. He's offered $5 million dollars. Mike Lindell is offering $5 million to anyone who can disprove his allegations of voter fraud if they show up to his cyber symposium. So he's saying, you go or you watch this online, you pay to register, whatever. It's a three-day event. He's going to lay out all the evidence he's been talking about, have these cyber experts doing it, cybersecurity experts saying, if you can prove him wrong, he'll pay you $5 million. So that's how sure he is that the evidence is there. And then when it's presented, it's going to be absolutely certain. Now, why do I say I can't tell you to this day whether the election was stolen or not? Because I do not have firsthand access to the data, and nor do you. And I, for one, am not an expert on these issues. I, I know what it's like to invest decades of my life in certain areas and be considered an expert in that field. I don't have a clue about election protocol. I don't have a clue about how these machines operated. I don't have a clue to, to when I hear this statistician, PhD in statistics, say clear evidence of fraud. And then this one, PhD in this thing, absolutely no evidence of fraud. And then courts say, we've looked at it, no evidence. Others say, no, there are some real issues here. It needs to be explored. God did not call me to devote my time to studying the claims either way. But my faith posture has been that, number one, that God will intervene as he pleases. And number two, if, in fact, there was fraud through courts and other things, investigation, it will ultimately come to light. And then we must have election reform. That's been my conviction. And, and look, I, I, could, I could introduce you to voices on either side. I mean, strident voices, but educated voices, rational voices, clear-headed voices, educated voices, voices of people who have really, really devoted a lot of time to the subject, and they'll give compelling arguments, massive fraud. 
compelling arguments. No, Freud, crazy. So I don't know. Nor have I said, Lord, show me, because I'm not asking him to show me that. I'm asking for things to play out. In the meantime, I believe as we prayed for God's outcome to the election, that he removed Donald Trump and put Joseph Biden in. For good or bad, for blessing or cursing, for whatever reasons, to wake up the church, to judge America, to deliver us from whatever, that's what I've believed strongly for many a month. Now, I've moved on. And as you know, I've mentioned this in the past, you don't hear me attacking the Democrats every day. You don't hear me attacking Joe Biden every day. You don't hear me attacking liberals every day. When there's things that are relevant, that tie in with the subject matter of this broadcast, we talk about it. But I am not a conservative talking head. That's not my role. That's not my calling. So as much as I don't like a lot of the things happening in the government, I'm not primarily a political commentator. All right, so I commentate on politics when they intersect with the gospel, when they intersect with areas of burden and interest that I have. And everybody has limits, right? Everybody has parameters in which they, they operate. You know, my friend Eric Metaxas, his radio show, he calls it the show about everything. You know, he, he said he wanted to be a Christian Dick Cavett. You know, he used to have late night talk show and every kind of guest. And that's what Eric's famous for, every kind of guest and every kind of subject. I have friends that are, you know, sports commentators and others that are political commentators so, and, and others that are just apologists. So we each have our lane. So understand, I, for anyone that's misunderstood me, I hope you see that as these months have gone by and I'm not bashing Joe Biden every day, which I would be doing if I was a conservative talking head, that that's not who I am. It's not my call. And that's not why you're listening. You listen to those shows if you want to do that. Or if you're liberal, you're listening to other shows. But I'm bringing this up, friends, because there is this anticipation in many Christian circles that something's going to happen. And because Mike Lindell is known both as a Christian and as a fervent Trump supporter. My deep concern is delusion. My deep concern is spiritual delusion. I'm not talking about Mike Lindell here who says he has factual evidence. I'm talking about those who believe that God showed them those who believe that the Holy Spirit revealed certain things to them about Trump coming back into office or Trump being the true president. So the ones that are expecting something to come out of this, this, this cybersecurity event, this fraud event, the ones that are expecting something to come out of this are either those who've been following the prophets who guaranteed Trump's victory and who said, okay, just wait, he's going to be put back in office. You wait and see what happens. Or those who are following QAnon conspiratorial theories. The problem is every one of the dates given thus far has not panned out. And it was going to happen. This was going to happen in November, December, that blue states were going to switch to red. That didn't happen. And then we were told, though, before the inauguration, it's going to happen. That didn't happen. Oh, no, no, March is the month. No, no, April is the month. And then for a while, it's been August, August. Okay. So I'm hoping that this is the last time we ever have to do a show like this. I'm, I'm hoping this is the last time we have to deal with projected dates. We may deal with spiritual delusion and other things like that, but hopefully this is the last time we have to do this. Look at this tweet. I mean, this is just typical of some of the stuff that's out there. I don't know these people involved, but, but look at this tweet. Uh, Dave Weigel said, met Ken, who informed me that Trump is still in command of the military and Trump will be inaugurated again on March 20th. This was from earlier in the year. Biden is acting as president as a ruse while the Pope and others are rounded up. So here's somebody met actually holds to that view. And then look at this post on Facebook from Johnny Enlow, one of the most outspoken Trump prophets. 
Church, we better prepare, this is August 2nd, to embrace the most humble posture we have as we are going to need it. The delay in the Trump prophetic fulfillment is not of the enemy. We as the church, we're not yet ready for it. We still aren't really, but ready or not, it is coming. The exposures are going to be unimaginable, but with so much proof that after initial cognitive dissidence, there will be no choice but to believe. Our best has been mediocre and our worst has been straight evil. Papa, meaning God, has determined the extreme church makeover will happen now. And the very good news of it all, the church will never be this mediocre again. Our own deep state will be fully exposed and the Illuminati's assets in the church will be fully exposed in his kindness. He'll be pouring out a Luke 4.18 oil on us all and we'll be anointed for an Isaiah 61 assignment. Imagine shock, but with a lot of unexplainable joy next. Hey, and all kinds of thousands of people saying amen to it. That's some of the ongoing deception that's out there. Oh, the Lord's moving and he's humbling the church to prepare us for an outpouring of the Spirit, but not for the return of Donald Trump to the presidency this week or anytime soon. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. I am currently writing a book on the political seduction of the church, on ways in which many believers lost their way, in, especially in the year 2020. And the book is meant to be constructive, helpful, analytical. Yes, very intense at points, but obviously the whole goal is to say, hey, here's what went wrong. Let's not repeat these errors. It's due to come out September of 2022. But in the book, I'm recounting the many things that Donald Trump did that so gained the appreciation, especially of evangelical Christians. And it's quite remarkable. I mean, it really is quite remarkable, the stance that he took, the degree that he kept his word to evangelicals, the degree that he kept his door open to them, the degree that he fought for our liberties. I just finished reading the the story, God's Hostage, about Andrew Brunson, pastor, missionary in Turkey, after 23 years of service there, was arrested by the government and, and accused of all types of treasonous things and being a terrorist, I mean, complete nonsense. And, and Trump fought for his release. Trump faced down er, uh, Prime Minister Erdogan. Trump went public. Trump ultimately took out major sanctions, economic sanctions against Turkey the, that, that devastated the economy until they let Brunson go. Here's a pastor in prison for his faith in Turkey, and Trump said, no, not on my watch. He did a lot and, and for Israel and, and for the Middle East and against world tyranny. He did a lot. There's no question about it. But along the way, people turned him into a superhero and political savior. That's where the major errors crept in. So again, I want to give you the opportunity to call. And I, I promise that if my view is categorically opposite of yours and you share it, I, I'm not going to mock you for sharing it. I'm giving you the invitation to call and share views I may differ with, views I may agree with e either way. But the point is I'm not setting you up to be embarrassed. I am not, that's not who I am. That's not my MO. That, that would be ugly in God's sight. All right. Now we get calls sometimes that completely broadside us. That's the most outlandish, crazy thing. And when I push back, the person is nasty, undogmatic. Okay. Well, now I'm going to push right back. 
okay, and, and be honest and truthful. But I would never set someone up to embarrass them, nor do I ever seek to embarrass someone that, that calls. So if you genuinely believe that the elections were stolen, you want to make a case for that. Or you genuinely believe that's utter nonsense and you want to make a case for that. Or if you genuinely believe that God is going to restore Donald Trump to the White House within these next four years, but, but probably very soon, I, I, I want to give you the platform to share that. I may ask you honest probing questions, but I promise not to embarrass you. Is that fair? Fair enough? 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Tarium in Amarillo, Texas. Welcome to the line of fire. Thank you. Um, it's good to be here. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say is that um, it's been on my heart that, um, that God said that he honors his um, word above his name. Um, and that he, he watches over his words performance. So even if the election was stolen, if God really said that Donald Trump is going to be president, he will move heaven and earth to make that, you know, bring that into fruition. Um, my heart is like, my heart goes out to a lot of people that, um, that see the election and um, that Donald Trump wasn't elected. They, they try to, um, I feel like they're rationalizing or trying to justify something or trying to um, come up with a reason why it didn't happen. And I feel that um, that it can open a door for, like, delusion. Or um, I feel like they're, that later on maybe that um, it's possible for them to, to succumb to a spirit of delusion because I feel even people in my own circle when I try to talk to them, and not to bash, because I like Donald Trump myself, but to try to get them to think about things rationally or to try to, you know, see it for what it is, I feel that there's a lot of pushback, and I feel that I'm kind of in my own, like, basically on my own trying to, like, just look at it for what it is. Mm. And um, I believe it's possible for Donald Trump to be reelected, but I feel that the extent that a lot of people seem to be obsessed with him and kind of, like, elevating him to a messianic type of figure it could be the reason that God, you know, he's not the president now. And um, one thing that came, one thing that comes to me, if he's not elected um, this next election or he's not reinstated, the word is, um, how long will you warn over Saul, seeing that I've rejected him? Mm. Type of thing kind of comes to me. Yeah, Terry, um, but, let, let me let me just say this. Uh, I agree with each statement you made. First, that if God had ordained four more years of Donald Trump by his will and in answer to the prayers of his people, that no one could steal it. So I, I agree with you on that. I, I also agree that when people reject truth, for whatever reason, when they reject truth, be it gospel truth or simple facts, when they refuse to believe truth that is presented before them with evidence and clarity, then they do open themselves up to a spirit of delusion. We know that the, the ultimate delusion in Second Thessalonians 2 those that will follow the Antichrist, they'll be given over to a spirit of delusion because they refuse to, to love the truth, you know, the truth of the gospel, ultimately. But, look, if, if let's say you're praying for a loved one, for their healing, and they die, and, and you no, no, they're really alive, they're in, and you don't want to bury them, and finally, look, they're dead, they have to be buried. And no, no, they're still, I know they're alive. Obviously, if you keep insisting on that, then that denial of reality opens you, you up to all kinds of other things. And what, what happened with Trump was, one, th the fact that he did fight for Christians in unprecedented ways, the, the fact that he did stand with Israel in unprecedented ways, 
the fact that he stood up to China the way he did, stood up to Iran the way he did, uh, appointed the justices that, that he said he would do, uh, he became like bigger than life and, and almost like a superhero. And then right. along with that, the fact that, that he knows how to push the right buttons. You can only believe him. You can't trust anybody but him. And then where the left was going, the, the very real dangers of, of where things could be going with the left, and it's like Trump's the, the last hope to stop that, that, yes, people began to look to him in these wrong ways. And then, well, the Cyrus prophecies about him, and, and he's anointed. and Right, so I, I remember watching a, a Christian brother, and he was praying through Psalms, Psalms about the Messiah, but saying, well, let's make application of these to Trump. We know he's not the Messiah, but wow. let's make application. So it, it is a real concern. And, and even now, I'm quite convinced that the best thing for us to do is to move on from Trump in terms of just looking to him. Maybe he will be a candidate again. Maybe he'll be healthy and strong in 2024. But for me to vote for him a, a third time, I would need to see some kind of change in him some right. some humility some some lack of uh, pulling back on the recklessness that was so damaging and i need to see a change in the church because if if it was the same thing like he's the one that's going to save america then i'd say hey i, I just got to step back i couldn't vote for either candidate so yeah i, I appreciate your observations uh, very much and and let's pray for god's best for our friends that see things differently when I say pray for them, I don't mean that in a condescending way, but if I know someone is believing a lie, I'm going to pray for God to help them to embrace truth. And then when I pray for others, I'll always pray the same thing for myself so it doesn't seem like a, a biased prayer in God's sight. Like, God, help them, but I'm fine. I always pray for all of us to have a spirit of truth. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the call. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Allen in Charlotte, North Carolina. You are on the line of fire. Desmond Brown. Hey. Thank you for taking my call. You are such a light in this in this craven uh, land of ours. Thank you for speaking truth to power, and thank you for remaining honest and sincere to our Lord. There's an, I wanted to talk about the, this the issue about spiritual. Um, I, I want to call it disalignment. Okay. Okay. We can never be, we are not given by the Lord to know who will save us. If that, if that, that individual is not Jesus Christ. So all this thing about Trump was coming to save us, that's the beginning of foolishness on yeah. our part. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, you know, after all these many years, many hundreds of years, the election process that was, uh, conducted last year is not dissimilar to any one of those, I don't know, 45, 46, 47 uh, elections, maybe 48, because one of them had more than uh, two, 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 two elections uh, as a president. Now, my point is this. The same processes that were run over those many years is, is the same process that was run last year. I didn't vote for Biden, and I didn't vote for Trump. But we must, if we believe in America, as flawed as we think it is, the America that we know ran an election that we have known for all these hundreds of years. 
if we believe in America, that election was concluded successfully, or let me say judiciously. If anyone had any, any misgivings at all about that process, they were requested and they are required, even up to this point, to provide evidence of any shenanigans. The fact that people continue to dilly-dally around that aspect, even Michael and Dale, the gentleman that you're talking about, if evidence is private and not public up to this point, then you must remember one thing. It's the, it's the uninitiated like me, the common man who is put to the gallows by rich men who intend to continue to raise money off of us. Hey, Alan, tell you what, I'm so sorry. I got to cut you off in midstream. We've got a break, but you wait in. Appreciate it. Friends, you can differ with Alan. Feel free to call in. But Alan, thank you for your very kind words. And the reminder, only look to Jesus as Savior. God bless you, my brother. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. I I had really planned on moving on from this topic many months ago, but because it keeps coming up, and this week is a big week where CEO Mike Lindell of MyPillow is doing his cybersecurity event and says that he will demonstrate to the world the massive fraud that took place in the 2020 November elections and that the whole world will see, the whole nation will be abuzz with talk that Trump had the election stolen and he's got to be reinstated. That'll be happening, the, the, the talk of the reinstatement on, on Friday, August 13th. And because many have been talking about wait for August, wait for August, I thought, well, let's, let's revisit this. Let's revisit this. If you believe the elections were stolen or something wrong, fraudulent, feel free to call in and share your view. If you're convinced of the opposite, feel free to share your view. And if you believe that, that Trump really is the president in God's sight and that God is about to restore him, as I promised through the show, even though I'm quite convinced that it's not the case, I won't mock you if you call. I may ask you a question or two, but it's not to mock or make you look bad. If you're that convinced, then here you have a platform with a, a friendly leader not someone out to bash you. Yeah, I've, I've taken strong issue with those who've been irresponsible. I've taken strong issue with those who have fostered a spirit of delusion and, and refused to have accountability. I've taken strong issue with those. But even so, that's for the glory of God and the health of the body. 866-34-TRUTH. It's never with the goal of, of mocking someone. All right, let's go back to the phones. Oh, and I, I want to give you an update in a moment on something Facebook did over the weekend. Just want to share that with you. And then an eloquent commentary about, quote, transgender woman Laurel Hubbard, who was a weightlifter in the Olympics. A little commentary on that from some of the fellow women lifters, the biological women, that is. All right, let's go to uh, Al in Dallas, Texas. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Hello. uh, How are you, uh, Dr. Brown? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm an immigrant uh, coming from a Muslim country, became a Christian. I used to be Muslim, but uh, I, 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 I enjoy uh, watching your shows. I just want to talk about the subject, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, who becomes the next president or 
I think you know it doesn't matter if Donald Trump gets you know uh, uh, becomes you know a next president. I think uh, we should pray as Christians, you know, to uh, to the sovereign Lord who knows what's going to happen, who holds everything in His hand. Uh, to pray for the new leader uh, who loves Lord and who pursues the Christian values that uh, the Lord Himself loves. You know, I'm a dad and I love I love my children. I'm just you know concerned with the liberal agenda that's been happening mm-hmm. in this country. And I think you know that Donald Trump, when he became a president, he actually revealed all this you know uh, trickiness and the dirty you know purposes of the liberals and corruption in the land. I think that's why. You know, he got he got attacked so much, you know. I think Donald Trump served his purpose. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should be sticking to him. You know, we, we, we of course, you know, we, we love him and, you know, we pray for him. But I think, you know, it's just foolishness to keep uh, coming after him, you know, as if he's as a savior, right? He's not, you know. Um, got it. He, he, he was, he's just anybody, like any a normal person. I think, you know, also trying to go after this so-called prophets, you know, their prophecies and all things, I, I think it's foolishness as well, because the whole world is laughing at, at, at uh, all these, you know, prophecies, uh, you know, to be honest, because, you know, they, they make so many, so many prophecies and it doesn't happen. And, you know, yep. who becomes, a, you know, who becomes a laughing matter? Christians, right? Exactly. I mean, they, Christians, Christians need to step up. They just need to, you know, What's our face? We are we're waiting for the Messiah to come back, the second coming, right? We're not waiting for, you know, that's, that should be our hope, you know. The, yes. the little things, you know, who becomes the next leader, I think that's just foolishness. And trying mm. to prove so-called, you know, prophets, you know, purposes, I think it's, we're just making ourselves a laughing matter. Um, yeah, Al, yeah, Al, and and, and, yeah let, let me just say this, and I, I want to give some time to other callers as well, uh, but thank you, for, thank you for weighing it. May I ask what country you came from? I can't. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But, but hey, uh, it is wonderful to have you as, as a brother in Jesus. I'm, I'm so glad that, that our videos and our, our broadcasts have, have been a blessing to you. I, I rejoice with you. I fully understand why you can't say anything more uh, as, as we have friends and colleagues working in, in the Muslim world. But you have a perspective coming out of Islam into Christianity that kind of helps you to major on the majors and on the things that matter the most and and uh, amen to, to so much of what you're saying and yet look the my whole reason for calling out the prophetic error well in advance i've been doing it for years but then during the covid days and then the failed trump prophecies even before they happened saying okay look it's either going to be yes or no. no no games no no changing dates and moving the goalposts but it's for this very reason sir that that jesus is being mocked that christians are being mocked and i, be, I believe the world is ready for the gospel now I believe America is ready. If, if we could really show Jesus to them, I believe we'll see many people come to faith. Hey, thank you for weighing in. I appreciate it. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Carmen in Dallas-Fort Worth. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Hi, Dr. Brown. How are you doing today? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. And I, I wanted to call to weigh in because I, too, am very surprised that this was still going on. I haven't kept up with all of it, and I'll be honest with you, some of those prophets who had prophesied this, I, they lost credibility for me, so I, I really you know, haven't been following them. I, my husband and I, we like Mike Lindell. We have bought his products. And you know what? We will continue to. I do feel, I feel poignant towards him for his sincerity and his loyalty, 
You know, and, and I'm a Ph.D. student, and you may, uh, you may or may not remember me, but I'm, my dissertation is on revival. Got it. Okay. And, okay. Know who you are. Yep, yep. You got know it. who I am. Okay. And so the thing of it, though, the problem, see, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if I, I would vote for, for Trump for a third time for this next election because the church would have to, I, I feel it would have to be healthier because, you know what, we, we laid down with the wrong spirit. Too many evangelicals, not all of them, too many evangelicals and quote-unquote patriots laid down with the MAGA spirit instead of the Holy Spirit. We acted like John 3.16 says, for God so loved Republicans, for God so loved Americans that he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus for the whole world. And I know that Jesus came to bring a sword and to bring division between, you know, right and truth. I get that. But the way, to, the way that the church did it, by and large, not everybody, Dr. Brown, it was so ugly. Yeah. It was so divisive. And, of course, we want to stand for righteousness, but the way we did it was wrong. And, and so now I'm hearing August 13th, well, I, I, you know what? Obviously, I don't believe it's going to happen, right? But I, I want to pray for Mike Lindell, too, because he's so sincere and he's so heartfelt. And he's a younger Christian. I don't know how long he's been born again. I don't want to sound patronizing. But I just, I, I just I want the church to remember what John 3.16 really says. Jesus, God doesn't hate the world, or else he wouldn't have sent Jesus. He yeah. loves the world. Is heaven and our, and our, our hell real? Yes, they're real. But the way we do the gospel go moving forward, we will in, impede revival, or we will be yielded and submitted to it so that we can see a real move of God. Amen. So. Hey, thank you. Thank you for weighing in. I appreciate it. And, and yeah, I think everyone, hopefully everyone, would agree with that statement that there's a difference between the MAGA spirit and the Holy Spirit. So, yep. a- amen. Yep. And thank you, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And as I said right at the outset of the broadcast when I played a clip from Mike Lindell, I have no desire to mock anyone. He's a brother in the Lord with a powerful testimony. And even if I differ with some positions he's taken, and again, the election fraud, I remain agnostic on not having access to hard data, not having the ability to, to assess these things for myself. And, and listen, my opinion on certain things is worthwhile because I have experience, background, wisdom, understanding. And my opinion on other things is utterly worthless. It is of no value. It is of absolutely no value. There are millions of questions you could ask me about things all around the world and ask for my opinion, and it's, it's worthless. It is no better than a flip of a coin. In other words, it's, if it's either yes or no, I've got 50-50 chance of being right. And my opinion is worthless. My opinion on election fraud should not influence you at all, except to to say maybe it's wise to say we don't know because we have not investigated all the data. Now, if you're convinced, having investigated the data that there was fraud or having investigated the data that there was not fraud, more power to you. Great. It's fine for you to come to your conclusions if you've done due diligence. But otherwise, if you haven't, then you just have an opinion. And that's all I have, which is why I'm not giving you one. I mean, we could switch over to something like the vaccinations and things like that. These are life and death decisions you have to make. You have to do the studies, do the research, make informed decisions. 
for you, for your family, for those around you. Those are decisions you have to make. And, and I am not trying to influence you either way on those, but to say, make informed decisions. So when it comes to having an opinion about the elections, either have no opinion, like me, because you just don't know, or, or do adequate research to form a solid opinion. And I may differ with you, or you may educate me. That's fine. Does, does that make sense? And, and where I got opinions, I'll tell you. And where I'm dogmatic, I'll tell you. And where there are hills I'll die on, I'll tell you. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Sandra in Chesterfield, Virginia. Welcome to the line of fire. Hello, Dr. Brown. How are you today? Doing fine, thanks. Okay. I, too, believe 100% that um, if Trump was supposed to be in there, he'd be in there. I'm sad how everything went, but I am a believer that God either allows or places in leadership, because that's what the Word says. But on the flip side, I live in Chesterfield. Richmond um, voting place sent me three different large envelopes to Chesterfield County to my address under different names. And I was instructed by a, can, um, a delegate that I had called and told him what I had received to open it and let them know what was in there. 10 and 15 and 20 different um, absentee mm. ballots were in those envelopes. I've lived at this address for about about five years, I think it is. These people That's have never wild. lived there. That's why. Hey, they hey, came from Richmond into Chesterfield. Uh, so let me just say this as, as we got a break. Yeah, let God be God, but let's investigate. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we want? Do we all want the truth? Do we all want fair elections? Do we? I, I hope we can say yes. And do we all say, God, you be God, and we're going to worship you no matter what? Okay, we'll be right back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us, friends, on the line of fire. 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call. Uh, before we go back to the phones, a couple things I want to cover. Over the weekend, I noticed when I went to Facebook that there was a message waiting for me saying that Facebook had covered a photo. Uh, it did not uh, create problems, was going to be banned, but it had to be covered because of, of sensitive uh, material. And I thought, what, what could that possibly be? And I wasn't aware that I or my team had posted anything recently that even remotely came near this. So when I, I clicked to find out more, uh, this is what came up. And it was, it was from 2016, and it was a, a, the caption said truth. And then the left side, this is a choice. And you've got one plate with burger and fries and one plate with salad. And then on the right, this is a child. And it's a picture, like an ultrasound image, clear ultrasound image of a child in the womb. That's it. That's it. Facebook covered that picture. And when I clicked going through the reasons, you know, violent content or what's, what's, sens what's sensitive? Please, someone tell me. What is sensitive about showing a picture of a baby 
a clearly defined child, right? Everyone looking at that knows that's a baby in the womb and saying this is a child. It didn't show a picture of an aborted baby. It didn't show anything that could be considered a violent image. It's not something you'd look at and get sick to your stomach and say, oh, I wasn't expecting that. It's simply saying, okay, this is not a choice. This is a child. What, what was wrong with that? But that is the world in which we live. Also, last week during the Olympic Games, there was a male weightlifter, biological male, who goes by the name Laurel Hubbard, has, quote, transitioned to female. And this man smashed the weightlifting records in New Zealand and then was on the New Zealand weightlifting team. So that means pushing off a, a woman, young woman, who's obviously worked for many years to get to that point of being on the Olympics. So she doesn't get to be on the team because a biological male displaces her. And if you see them all standing next to each other, he's much, much bigger. He used to be a male weightlifter. So he was a serious weightlifter. Now 43 years old, so older, and he has to be on treatments to reduce level of testosterone, et cetera, so that the Olympics will accept it. And anyway, thankfully, thankfully, he, he bombs out. He bombs out. Now, again, it doesn't, doesn't fix what happened with the, the New Zealand weightlifter that could have made it, the woman that could have participated in the Olympics. Even she lost just at the honor of doing it. It only comes every four years. But thankfully, he doesn't do well. If he did really well, it, it would have just heightened things. And, and the very people working in the Olympics – one person who's overseeing this whole process about Olympic rules and can a biological male identifies as female participate, what levels of testosterone they have to be at and, and how long do they have to be on these drugs, et cetera, and, and all of these arguments. Uh, it, the, the, the person heading this up is a male who identifies as female now, so-called a transgender woman, a little biased there maybe, and even saying, you know, this, this might not have been the best call with weightlifters. And now the Olympics saying, yeah, we're going to have to reevaluate because certain sports, it's fine. And others, of course, I differ with that. Other sports, there could be advantages. Yeah, even if testosterone levels are equal, if you've got someone that's much bigger and much stronger, it's just a reality. Men are bigger and stronger and faster and going to do better in sports. Anyway, the, the, the gold medal, silver medal, and bronze medal, weightlifters, these, these women, very, very strong, large women that, that have really worked hard to get to where they are, and, and the, uh, America took bronze. They are asked at a press conference, for the, so obviously it's being set up because you're hearing, oh, this outpouring of love and support for Laurel Hubbard. It's just wonderful and so much solidarity and all this. So listen to the ladies, listen to the question, and to the ladies that, that really interacted with this firsthand. These are the winners. See what they had to say. Check this out. It was a historic night here uh, with Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in a uh, in a uh, individual event. And I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that and what you felt that, that it took place in in your sport. No, thank you. That's it. That's it. Yeah, radio silence for all those listening. How many seconds was that? None of them have a comment. And then finally, the American, remember, she took bronze. No, thank you. Good for them. Good for them. And may God bring wholeness from the inside out to the man now known as Laurel Hubbard. That's my take. All right, 
Let's go back to the phones regarding the question of the presidency of Donald Trump, whether he's going to be reinstated. Interestingly, no one has called saying, yeah, he's about to be reinstated. The profits are right. Now, obviously, that's becoming an increasingly difficult position with each month that goes by. And then the excuses become more outlandish. Here, here, listen, I've been around. I'm, I'm going on 50 years in the Lord now. The great bulk of that time, the vast majority of that time in Pentecostal charismatic circles, as well as the larger evangelical world, but in particular within that Pentecostal charismatic circles. So I've seen the excuses. I've I've seen it when, look, if we're praying for something, all of us, and we expect an answer and the answer doesn't come, it, it can be mystifying. And then you go back to it. Well, maybe this, well, maybe that. Maybe we should have fasted. We didn't fast. Maybe we should have prayed with more focus. Maybe we weren't really in faith. Maybe we were off with timing. I mean, it's just, it's human nature to do that. And we're sincere. We're we're children of God. We're trying to sort these things out. But then there's that line that's crossed where rather than accept the truth, we entrench ourselves in delusion. Rather than accept the truth, we have to keep holding on to things. That's how cults start. That's how false beliefs and false religions start, that, that you, you have to hold on to this, and then you end up having a whole cult based on that falsehood. Oh, Jesus did come back at this time. Oh, oh this did happen at this time. But it's in the Spirit. And you have to see it in the Spirit. Well, friends, if it happens in the Spirit, we'll see it in the natural too. That, that's, that's a fact. All right, let's get to another call or two. Uh, Joseph in Miami, thanks for calling the line of fire. Yes, good afternoon, Dr. Brown. Hey. Uh, it's hard, you know, hearing these prophets, even from mainstream circles, with credibility, that they got it wrong. And maybe most have not apologized. But the thing about this is that, I, I this is my opinion, I believe, you know, that, that God didn't allow Trump to win a second term. My, my pastor, he never prophesied that he was going to win a second term. But he just said, you know, that God is dealing with his character, and that's one of the reasons why he might have lost, you know, lost his term. But then again, I'm like, I believe there was fraud involved, even though it's hard to to even prove this, because there's been states. You know, I was not long ago I was reading a young man who didn't mention the state, didn't even ask for his ID. So how are we going to trust a a system? You know, that's possible. You know, it's possible that there was cover-ups. Concerning all, all, all the persecution Trump had with the Rus- Russian collusion, and that was proven that if, you know if, if there was nothing there to prove that the Russians were involved in the election. But the thing is that anything is possible. I don't believe that he's going to be reinstated in August. Now, someone highlighted comparing a possibility didn't prophesy about uh, the past president uh, Grover Cleveland coming. He's the only president who lost uh, a second term but came in a third and won. So maybe Trump. Maybe that president. We don't know. It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's totally different to say, hey, he's right now remains the most popular candidate for 2024 in Republican circles. And if he has the energy and health, I mean, he's incredible stamina for a man his age and going strong. And as he did in, in the campaign, is, is quite amazing to see. Yeah, he could be a candidate in 2024, which is a whole separate issue then to address and to look at and to assess as opposed to the reinstatement. And yes, whether there is fraud or not, or whether more broadly we need election reform. I mean, we, we do have documented evidence over the decades of fraud. 
I mean, we, we know it's happened. We know it's happened like cities in Chicago. I mean, it's documented. There have been, been court cases and, and the things have, have come up. We know there's corruption everywhere. It just you, where there are human beings, there's corruption. How many checks and balances we have, I don't know. I am not an expert on it, and no one should look to me for a definitive opinion on something of which I claim no expertise. All right? And, and, and look, others with a lot of expertise are battling this out. It's just like when I get the latest thing, pro-COVID vaccine or against COVID vaccine, and they're both like nine PhDs and 14 other degree, I'm exaggerating, obviously, an expert for 20 years and called as court witnesses and on and on, you know, whatever the thing is. And, oh, my, I got a PhD in Near Eastern languages and literatures. You, you want to talk to me about comparative philology? Let's go, let's go at it. You, you want to talk about, you know, should we put significance on the Grunbedeutung of, you know, of, of a root in Semitic languages, the, the etymological roots? Let's talk about that. You know, let, let, let's talk about how we should define a particular Hebrew word in the Bible or how we should understand the grammar of a particular verse. Let's go for it. And, and with all the decades of dealing with Messianic prophecy and, and Jewish objections and things and how should we interpret this Messianic prophecy or this controversial verse, you bet. Let's dig in, and I will give you strong views as to what I hold to and why and back them up as best I can. Then you can weigh the evidence. What I can tell you, what I can tell you is that many prophets prophesied falsely, and that has brought reproach to the name of Jesus and to the name of the Holy Spirit, and there needs to be serious repentance moving forward. May the blessing of the Lord be on you. We've got a special teaching show tomorrow. We'll be taking your calls, too. Another program powered by The Truth Network.